Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Root podcast. My name is Jess Bubico, and I am your host for this show. I believe in a world where the woo is no longer taboo and your weird is your greatest wisdom. It's here on this show that we'll talk about all things intuition, human design, energy, and beyond, and we'll ground them down to earth in a really practical way so you can start to move through your life in alignment with your intuition, step fully into your own self-leadership, and feeling expanded in all areas of your life. You can learn more about Love Your Woo by heading over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as heading over to Instagram and finding us at Love Your Woo. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Love Your Woo podcast. This is Jess Bubico. I am your host and I am super excited to have you here today. I think I start off most podcasts saying that I'm super excited to have you here, but I genuinely am. And I love speaking. I love writing. I love storytelling. And so to be able to be here on this podcast, creating and sharing and expressing really does feel just so nourishing for me, so satisfying and so exciting. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you have a friend or a family member, loved one that you feel would benefit from today's podcast, feel free to share it. And as always, if you want to get updates on this podcast and when new podcasts launch, you're going to want to subscribe to the podcast. And then I invite you to leave a review. We'd love to hear from you, how you like the podcast. And yeah, you can rate rate and review the podcast below. You may hear, I'm just going to warn you, you may hear in the background roosters, you may hear chickens, you may hear any variety of sounds today. As many of you know who are listening, I am in Costa Rica and I have been here since January 8th. And when I'm traveling and I'm on the road, it's challenging at times to find completely quiet spaces to be able to record a podcast. But I also think that kind of brings some of the fun and the joy into the podcast um, and some real life experience around what's actually happening behind the scenes. One of my intentions with all of my work is to allow the experiences that I share to be somewhat real life because I think it's easy to go into a comparison trap, if you will, and look at somebody else's life and be like, oh my gosh, she's an entrepreneur. She's got her podcast. She's got this. She's got that. She's doing this and she looks well-polished and therefore I need to be well-polished as well. And the truth of the matter is, is every single person on this planet is a human being. And that means that none of us are perfect And we may look well-polished, but we've all got a lot of things that are going on in our lives and situations and experiences that, you know, sometimes we're in these spaces of growth and expansion and it feels really good. And then other times maybe we're doing the inner work and our stuff is coming up and we're getting activated and we're trying to do our healing work. And sometimes just like funny, silly shit happens that, you know, we have to, to allow ourselves to be in the fullness of who we are. And so if I can bring a little bit of authenticity to this podcast and to my own life experiences, and we can have roosters crowing in the background, 
in Costa Rica as I'm recording this, then so be it. I think it brings a little bit of fun and lightness and real, real lifeness, if you will, to this podcast. So with that being said, we're going to dive into the show. I just want to remind you that if you haven't signed up for the Unapologetically Aligned Entrepreneur Masterclass, it's happening this Sunday, February 6th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to invite you to make sure that you go and you sign up. You can go over to the link in my bio on Instagram, as well as you can find this on the Work With Jess page at loveyourwoo.com and sign up, grab your spot. It's going to be a really fun and exciting experience where we're going to dive into your human design and your gene keys to really understand how to move from a place of alignment to grow your business and also to, to expand yourself in your life. You can check out all the information on my page, but it's going to be a powerful two-hour masterclass. And I highly recommend that you join us if you are an entrepreneur who wants to move through 2022 and create through 2022 from a place of personal power, expansion, um, alignment. Because when we allow ourselves to come into a space of alignment, when we start to listen to the inner callings, as opposed to looking outside of ourselves to see how we're supposed to perhaps grow a business or do whatever it is that we want to do with our business. Um, we start to you know, align, listen to our intuition. We start to become magnetic for that which is for us. So that's my invitation to you. Go ahead, find the masterclass and uh, either at loveyourwood.com slash work dash with dash Jess or head over to my Instagram and you'll find the link there in the link in my bio. And you'll find it beneath here in the show notes because I'm going to put it in there. Okay, let's dive into today's show. So if you listened to last week's episode of the podcast, I talked about your calling in life, your calling being birthed out of your core wound. And I spoke about the gene keys and specifically the pearl sequence. I would recommend if you did not listen to that podcast, go back and listen to that one first and then come back and listen to this one because this one will make a lot more sense once you've listened to that one. I have been playing with the gene keys and with the pearl sequence for uh, since last year. And I am finding that it is genuinely shifting and changing my business and my life from the inside out. I said to my mastermind last night, I'm like, to me, the gene keys is about figuring it in versus figuring it out. Some experiences that I've personally had with other teachings and even with human design is receiving the teaching and then taking the knowledge and then using my brain and my mind, not your brain, but your mind, I guess partially your brain. Anyways, using the brain and the mind to figure it out, like immediately taking the information and then going, how do I use this and make something of it? And to me, the gene keys is really this process that it invites us into contemplation. It invites us to, no matter your type, it actually invites us to slow down, to listen inwardly, to contemplate what the information means for us and to allow the information from the gene keys to unlock 
something from inside of us. And to me, this is intuition in motion. So often we want to search for answers that are going to make our lives easier. And to me, the contemplation of the gene keys actually is this catalytic experience where we're transformed from the inside out and we are invited to listen to what our intuition is telling us above all else. And since I started my business in 2000, and I I honestly don't even know what year I started it. I started doing readings on the side, intuitive readings on the side in like 2014, 2015. And then I really stepped out onto the coaching scene in like 2017, 2018. And something that I've always preached to people is listen to your intuition. Like don't worry about what anyone else says, what anyone else thinks like you've got to build your business and you've got to do things in your own way. And you may find amazing teachers who are able to support you with that in a way that resonates for you. So finding a teacher that you have great reverence for and great connection with because what they're birthing and bringing into the world resonates deeply with you. I think that's an amazing way to find support in our businesses and in our lives. I think the challenge is when we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, I've got to figure out the right way to create a successful business and I'm going to sign up for this thing or that thing because that's the right way to do it. And sometimes I've seen this, and this isn't an always, I can't make any blanket statements, but I've seen these patterns in a lot of the people that I work with, where even if you've seen some of the online coaches who say, make you know 50 grand this month by using this technique, and it's really easy to have your attention grabbed by the money right? Money is a very easy distractor, I think, for a lot of us to be able to go, oh, I've got to do that because when I do that, I can make a lot of money. Even if we think about moving through college, if, if uh, at least in the United States, a lot of kids go to college, not all, but a lot of kids go to college after high school. And it's often easy to think, oh, I've got to get make sure that I get a job or start, you know, pursue a career where I'm going to make a lot of money or, oh, you know, I shouldn't do this because I won't make a lot of money if I do this or whatever. It's not true for everyone, but a lot of people, we think, how can I like sustain myself and fulfill myself and make sure that I can financially make a good living for myself? And often people I find will sacrifice their intuition and what truly feels good for them because of the financials and the money aspect of it of, oh, well, you know what? This technique doesn't necessarily feel great for me, but if I can use this technique, I can make a lot of money. I can use this high ticket coaching, which is for some people and not for other people. If I can just do high ticket coaching, then I'll be able to make the money. And once I'm able to make the money, then I'll be able to do the thing that I actually want to do. And we're being invited through the gene keys, through the prosperity sequence, um, 
to understand that that story is put to bed. It's put to rest. That's not how we all have to do things is to just simply go for wealth. If we allow ourselves to be in the energy and the transformation of who we are, if we start to align with our truth, if we start to listen deeply to our intuition and what we feel called to birth onto the planet and what we think, you know, what, what's coming through us, even if we don't know exactly what it is in the moment, that we will naturally create prosperity. I used this example last night on my mastermind call as well, is that if you're a mom if you're, or a parent of any kind and you have brought a child onto the planet, maybe you had ideas of who your child was going to be and what kind of life path they were going to pursue and what they were going to look like and all these different things. You can't control what's being birthed through you. You really can't. Nowadays, maybe, right? You can probably, if you, if you pursue certain avenues, you can help figure, can help figure out the different genes that your baby might have. But you really can't pick as something is being burst through you. And this is the same thing with our creations, I personally believe. Again, I always say with all things, like notice what this evokes within you and what beliefs come up within you and what awarenesses rise up within you. Sometimes I'm going to say things on this podcast that you're not going to resonate with. And that's cool because it might push against something to make you think and ask yourself new questions. And those new questions lead to new awarenesses within yourself. So we can't choose what we're, what we're birthing. We can't choose the path that it's going to take. And I truly believe that when we tune to ourselves, call to build our businesses, we don't always know what's going to come out. We don't always know how it before it happens. We have to allow ourselves to, again, know ourselves and know what we're going to talk about today, our own growth code, and know what supports and infrastructure support us to live our best life, to create our best creations. It's the same thing when you're pregnant. What natal vitamins do you need to take and what foods can you eat and what foods can't you eat? And what do you need to do to make sure that you're nourished so that you can create to the best of your ability, right? We don't know what's going to happen when we give birth. There may be hiccups. There may be things that go completely differently than you planned, but this is the journey of creation. And so we're going to talk about your growth edge, your own personal growth code when it comes to creating your business, as well as the infrastructure that's going to support you personally in creating your business. But this also, if you don't have a business, goes for your life and understanding how you're designed to grow in your life. So we're going to be talking about the sphere of culture. Today, I'm going to just be using that as a, an example and how these teachings from the Gene Keys have been helping to shift my own personal experience and how I'm growing the Love Your Woo business and how I'm growing things in general in my life. And I'm going to tell you some stories from travel and how fun. So let's. A little bit 
want to talk to you first. This was actually not how I planned this in my mind, but again, with all creation, we plan something and then we've got to be flexible in how it comes to fruition and what it looks like. I had planned to talk about travel and tell you some stories first, but I am going to actually start out talking about the sphere of culture. Again, if you did not listen to last week's podcast, about vocation and your true calling in your business and life, I would invite you to go and check that out. Because the next aspect of the pearl sequence that I just want to share a little bit with you um, about is the sphere of culture, which is how we grow in our, how we grow our business, how we grow our cult and create culture in our business. And I actually want to read to you from Richard Rudd's book, I have such deep reverence for this man and what he has created because I really feel like this is the new paradigm of business. And when we look at the gene keys and specifically this prosperity sequence, which is called the pearl sequence, it is about how all of the puzzle pieces of who we are and the gifts that we were given to share and that life have has drawn out of each of us come together to create an entire picture and an entire puzzle. And so I love it because it honors the uniqueness of each of us and also goes, hey, hey you guys all fit together to create a better world. And I think of us as human beings as being no different than any other species on the planet. I think many of us know this, especially if you're listening to this podcast, but like we are a part of nature. We are one species on this planet that is full of so many different species that's, that are, you know, evolving and and species of plants and animals and all of this. And so we have to see ourselves within the whole ecosystem and also to be able to see the similarities between ourselves and the patterns of nature. And we have a hive mind. I don't think some people, again, if you're listening to this, you probably know this, but we share thoughts, right? And there's collective thoughts that run through the consciousness. If you ever listen to, if you're a coach or a healer, you start to hear these patterns that show up between your clients and how they think. And we all think that we're alone often in how we think and how we feel. But once you start opening up and you create space for vulnerability, you start to realize that we're all pretty similar in the way that we think. The fears we have, the challenges that we have, we're really not all that different. All of these, even the human design chart and the gene keys, these are archetypical energies that we experience as humans. Karen Curry Parker, my first human design teacher, she always says, we all have all of the chart. It's just a matter of, do we experience this part of the chart consistently? And in what way do we experience it? You know, is it white in the human design chart? Meaning that we're going to experience it when we're in the energy of uh, different people in different ways, or is it defined meaning that we actually are conditioning the environment around us with that energy. But again, I think relating this back to what I was saying about the puzzle and the different puzzle pieces and how we fit together we really are like a hive, like a beehive, where every bee inside of the beehive has its purpose, right? And maybe there's all different beehives around the world, but at the end of the day, they're all here 
to do the same things in different places. And we are all here. I love that um, Ram Dass quote that's like, I'm going to mess it up, but it's like, at the end of the day, we're all walking each other home. Like we are here to aid in each other's evolution. I'm going to have to look that up right now, but I can't, I can't look it up exactly what the quote is. Uh, but we're all walking, we're all just walking each other home. It's essentially the quote, like we are all here to support each other and to aid in each other's evolution. And sometimes somebody is going to piss you off and they are aiding in your evolution of learning your boundaries. Somebody maybe opens up your heart really, really wide and then they leave. And they were just here to aid you in opening your heart back up again. We don't know the roles we're here to play with people, right? I might be here to have you in one of my classes and be a teacher, or I might just be here as somebody that is an example of something, you know, whatever, whatever it may be for you, everybody's going to receive something different from whatever person they're around. So we are all a piece and a part of this evolution. We are all a piece and a part of this bigger puzzle and we all fit together differently. And I love the pro sequence, prosperity, prosperity sequence. The pro sequence is all about how we create prosperity in our lives, uh, in, in our, in our businesses and, and what we're kind of here to do on the planet. And there's, again, listen to last week's podcast, cause you're going to hear the whole outline of how these pieces fit together. But this is the set, the sphere of culture is our second um, archetype, our second energy in the chart that we need to look at. So with that being said, we are all here to support each other and aid in each other's evolution. So honor the fact that you have a unique part, that you are here to do things in a specific way, and that the person next to you is not necessarily here to do it in the same way as you. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. So when you're going out into the world, asking yourself, what teachers do I want to work with? And what experiences do I want to have? And what do I want to learn about? It really all is about coming back home to self, discovering our own unique way, the way that we're designed to grow, the way we're designed to um, share our gifts, et cetera. So we have to move from the body over the mind and what the body knows where the body feels called to go. So let's just talk about the sphere of culture. Again, the sphere of culture really is, it's, it's the pathway of growth. It's how we grow the culture of our business, how we call the right people into us. And so I'm going to read to you from the book. It's called Prosperity, A Guide to Your Pearl Sequence. This is from Richard Brother. The sphere of your culture opens or closes you to calling in and building your fractal line. The group of like-minded, open-hearted companions and allies who will aid you in fulfilling your external purpose in the world. As you answer the inner calling of your vocation, so you send out a message into the cosmos that you are ready for action. One of the most scintillating mysteries of life is that the moment you take the leap, others in your fractal line also do the same, okay? I'm gonna read that first part again because I really want this to sink in. The sphere of your culture opens or closes you 
to calling in and building your fractal line. The group of like-minded, open-hearted companions and allies who will aid you in fulfilling your external purpose in the world. So we can look at this and we can say to ourselves, when I tune into my sphere of culture, that archetype, that gene key, and I allow myself to sit with it and contemplate on it and connect more deeply with it, and I, then I allow myself to move from that place of understanding of that energy and how it plays out in my life, I can then go out into the world and by moving in alignment and embodying this energy and making decisions in alignment with this energy, I'm going to naturally call in this group of like-minded, open-hearted companions and allies who are going to aid me in fulfilling my external purpose in the world. Okay. I have seen this time and time again with myself as well as with people grow in our businesses. This is part of our unique growth code. And I think we also have to look at infrastructure, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But when we allow ourselves to be in this sphere of culture and connect, we are going to that's not necessarily going to look like what we're talking about in the mainstream culture of business, where we go, oh, well, this is how you build a successful business by doing A, B, C, D, and E. I have a friend who just launched um, a certain product and she had an amazing month of growth. And I watched her do this and I kept thinking to myself, She's really following her intuition. She's honoring her energy. She's honoring her design. And she's allowing herself to be seen and be a living example of what her whole like purpose is. Her, her, she, she's really, to me, she's like, she's living her prosperity sequence. And I think a lot of people do this in business where they go out and they, follow their intuition and they go, I'm here to show up in a certain way and I'm following my intuition. I'm going to just create my launch. I'm going to put myself out there in a certain way. And it's really interesting because this person in particular, um, her sphere of growth is all about this joy of mastery. And that's what she talks about. Like she talks about cultivating energy and how she's showing up and like finding joy in the process and she is crushing it why is she crushing it because that is what calls her people to her right if she now takes that and goes here's the step-by-step of how you create success and by showing people what you're doing and how you're mastering and you know enjoying mastering and you're just kind of telling a story that might work for some people that might not work for other people. She might start attracting people who actually have that same archetype in their growth sphere. But often I think we have to understand that when we look at our growth, the growth portion, our, our sphere of culture, 
it's not necessarily going to look like master this and then package it and teach somebody else to do it in the exact same way. I think what we need to shift into in business is actually inspiring people to understand their unique way of growing. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about my own growth sphere, my culture, uh, my own growth code. We'll talk a little bit about infrastructure, but I want to share with you a little bit about what mine is because I think it's kind of interesting to note and ask, wow, how am I... How am I doing this and embodying this in this moment? I also don't know if you just heard that chicken go by, but it flew past my window and freaked me out. So I <laughs> surprised me a little bit, a little shocked. Growth sphere in my business is the, it's in the Jinky 8. And as I talked about last week in last week's podcast, we each have, there's a shadow, a gift in a city for each of these archetypes. The shadow of the eight and how I call my people towards me, or if I'm in the shadow, I may repel people away from me, is the shadow of mediocrity. And I really like, um, there's two websites that I love. I love gilsentegar.com. It's G-H-I-L-S-E-N-T-E-G-E-R.com. She has a great blog, I think, on the Gene Keys. There's obviously the Gene Keys book which I don't have on me. I need to download it to my Kindle because um, I only have the hard paper copy and it is in my storage unit because it's very heavy to travel with and it takes up a lot of space. Um, I love her website. I also love unlockyourdesign.com. Um, they've got some great information here on the different gene keys. So for me personally, the shadow of mediocrity, and I'm going to read from Gill's website. The eighth shadow of mediocrity is all about the image we project outwards into the world. It's the image we have of ourselves and the image we have of the image others may have of us. It's a pattern rooted in deep-seated fear of what others may or may not think about us. It's about style. It's about wanting to look good in the eyes of society or in the, mil- in the eyes of our milieu. It's all, it's about wanting to do the right thing or it's about reacting to all that and wanting to be seen as the opposite. Someone who never does the right thing, rebellious, someone who doesn't care what others think yet subtly you do care because you want them to see you in that way. I can tell you what, I'll share a little story here. I've got my, it's, I'll show this in another episode, but I, I, it's the, the energy of storytelling is big in my chart. So the shadow of mediocrity, I'll tell you what, this rule, the first few years of me creating my business, I would say to some of my friends and be like, I don't understand in my business, you know, as a manifester, I would get an idea, get a download on what I needed to create. And I would get a list of names and I would reach out to those people and they would sign up for whatever program was that I was doing. And then we'd start the next week. People were like, that's not scalable. How are you going to use that? Like, you can't do that. And I would say to them, like, I don't know. It just works. And if I try a different way, it doesn't work. And then I would say, okay, well, now I've got to be able to fit. I I always felt this pressure of like, I've got to please other people or I've got to 
do this the way other people are doing it because it's not going to be scalable. I've talked about this multiple times on my Instagram and, and such, but um, I would feel afraid of making other people upset. I totally cared what people think. I think as human beings, we all care. And I think part of that, you know, we could judge it, but I think a lot of that also comes from not wanting to, excuse me, hurt other people. Um, and if we've been taught in our family that if we act in a certain way, we hurt our mom or our dad or whomever, if we go to school and we say the wrong thing that our teacher gets mad and then we in, you know, internalize that we hurt our teacher or we hurt somebody's feelings, like I just think it's deeply ingrained in us as humans to not want to hurt other people. But I always found myself going, well, way of doing things, right? And you hear me talk about this on this podcast. I talk about this a lot. <laughs> is how do we fit in? I fit in so I don't, so that I, um, you know, et cetera. And that will end up coming out often as rebellious and rebellion, like rebelling against the man. And that's something I just, I really want to actually drive home in this podcast is there are so many amazing teachers that we, like I have learned so much from Karen Curry Parker, from Richard Rudd, from Emma Dunwoody, from, oh my gosh, so like so many teachers that I, I can't even probably list all of them at this point in time from human design to energy healing. I mean, my first experiences with, uh, I worked with this woman named Gina Spriggs and Jess Mangum when I was first opening up to intuition, like the amount of reverence I have for these human beings and what they're creating and the gratitude is huge. So this really isn't about like rebelling and going like F, F the other people, like do it your own way because you know, and everybody else just doesn't know. And you know, they're you're oppressed. It's like that's actually not it. We really are here to discover ourselves through our experiences. And that's sometimes going to mean learning from a certain teacher that you really resonate with. My whole point is to, to not allow yourself to get distracted by what's outside of yourself and going and moving from the mind. Your intuition and your body calls you to a teacher or calls you to an experience or calls you to a, a retreat. It's an invitation to allow it to be our teacher. And sometimes it's going to teach us a hard lesson. Sometimes it's going to feel really good. We don't really know in the moment what's going to happen. But this is, you know, the shadow of mediocrity, again, is it can be trying to fit in. This is how I experience it. For me, it, the way it makes sense to me is, am I trying to fit in or am I rebelling and saying F everything and everyone because um, I don't care what anyone thinks, but I actually do care because I want you to see me in a certain way. So this is the shadow of mediocrity. And again, I, I personally believe that when we're in the shadow, we start to call in misalignment. We call in the people who are going to help us to actually work through the shadow. We might call in clientele. I might call in clientele if I'm trying to work through this shadow of mediocrity. I might call in clientele that are going to help wake me up to what I'm doing, right? When we come into the gift, this is the gift of style. And it's called, she says on the website, uh, I like, uh, again, I like her wording. That's why I'm using it today a rebel with a cause. The eighth gift is a gift of style. True style is always rebellious because it's always recreating itself. 
It isn't afraid of the mundane material plane and it, it isn't in reaction to it. It loves to recreate itself. It is continuously exploring new paradigms and expanding its boundaries. It constantly redefines itself. It doesn't fear mediocrity, nor is it invested in its own image. It's just being yourself and rolling. No more forcing yourself into squares when you are circular and you are infinite. And this to me, again, I think about the what we're doing at Love Your Woo. And it's really easy to, for me, I think recreate, constantly be recreating what we're doing here. And as I'm learning more, I'm integrating it into what I'm teaching you. We're talking about the gene keys, obviously, right now. I'm very hot on the pearl sequence, but I don't know what this is going to evolve into. And I think that's okay. You know, when we look at the energy of the eight and we look at it as well from a human design perspective, there is this energy with the eight of self-expression and freedom and also promoting other people's things, you know, other people's programs and, and um, the things that they are creating that I really resonate with. And I believe in what you have, if you've been around with love your woo for a little bit of time, you know, that we've done this. Um, we had our love your woo crew and we're looking at different ways to actually recreate that now. Um, but it's really about confidence and individual expression and giving voice to possibility. Um, in the energy, I like the unlockyourdesign.com. She talks about um, being a rebel with your own cause and passion and this energy of like the influencer. And it's not the influencer like we think about, you know, Instagram influencers. At least I don't think I fit into that category of what we traditionally think of as an influencer and not there's anything wrong with it. I just, it doesn't necessarily resonate for me. Um, but it resonates for a lot of people, which I think is awesome. But again, it's creating change through leading by example. That's the energy of this sort of influencer energy, having a unique style, authenticity, not really caring about what's popular or trendy, um, but just allowing yourself to be kind of original and wild and unpredictable. But again, if it goes too far in the other direction, if I really care what people think, so I'm saying F the man so that I can make sure that I, uh, you know, look a certain way and I get people to like me because of it, because they feel like they also don't fit in. So I'm trying to call people in from that space. That's not, not necessarily, that's still the shadow. So, you know, we're constantly recreating ourselves at Love Your Woo. If you even go down on our Instagram feed, you'll see that there's, like so many different versions of our posts and what they look like and um, like different styles. And, you know, we've constantly got different offerings and I don't know, that's just, it calls in the right people. You know, it calls again, as Richard talks about with the fractal line, like it calls in the people that I'm here to impact and I'm here to support. And it's the same thing with, you know, my teachers and the people that I work with the more they're authentically aligned with themselves and they're leaping into the unknown. I think about my best friend, her sphere of culture is in the 28, which is the energy of like the daredevil and taking leaps into the unknown. And last year 
she hired, like she started hiring and we were both solopreneurs. She has a business partner, but they were like solopreneur business partners. And her taking this leap into the unknown literally invited me into doing the same in our business. And then I think about, you know, she has leapt into uh, live events and I'm like, oh my gosh, if she can do this, she can take a leap of faith. I can do it too. And so her literally doing that is calling me into action. Right. And, and um, it's just interesting to think about this idea that we don't necessarily have to have the perfect plan in order to have an impact and to call the right people towards us. And I'm actually thinking about one of my clients who, if you're listening and you identify yourself as this person, send me a message, you'll win a prize. Not really, but she started her business and she was in corporate America and she, she kind of hopped out and looked out and uh, she was in HR for a really long time. You probably know yourself by now. She was in HR for a really long time. And actually as a result of her leaping out and actually doing the thing, and she's a manifester, she literally started calling, like people from her work are like, wow, I see what you're doing. Like her old job, wow, I see what you're doing. And I'm really inspired by you. And da, da, da. did she figure out the perfect strategy or plan to grow her business and get the right people? No, she's... And she will find, figure out the right things for her as she keeps birthing more things through her. But it's just kind of funny to think about the fact that her taking the action, her following her intuition, her following her body and her energy, she's, she's already calling in the right people to her. So I just think it's a beautiful thing. And this is how we grow. And if you can't hear the chickens in the background, I don't know if my... my um, my producer, my podcast producer is going to be able to edit out chickens to the degree in which they are clucking in the background. So you may be hearing them or he may be that good that he can get rid of chicken sound, but it's cracking me up on the inside. So anyways, carrying on. The other part that I just want to touch on quickly is that each of us, it, there's there's different lines of culture which you can dive into. And also if you come and join us on Sunday for the uh, uh, masterclass, then you will also get to experience and understand a little bit about this teaching. We all have to set up an infrastructure that works for us. And that's going to be different for everybody. And that's going to actually pull in more in your chart than just your, uh, just your sphere of culture, the line that your sphere of culture is in. But setting up an infrastructure that works for us is imperative. And for me, I've got my sphere of culture in the third line. And that means that I work on a small team of three to 15 people. And that has been a total game changer for me. Working on a small team has changed everything for my energy. And also knowing that I'm a manifester with this nonverbal creative flow, I start to set myself up differently. We've started recording these podcasts and recording my lives on otter.com. It's otter.ai. And it creates a transcript. And then my amazing team goes and they take the content and they create social media posts. Or they're going to help to create blog posts. Right? I'm working with my energy in the way that it naturally comes through instead of beating myself up for the fact that 
maybe I'm not quote good at, you know, creating social media posts or this or that. It's not that I'm not good at it. It's that my creativity flows through me in a very certain way. And with my creativity flowing through me in that certain way, I need to create an infrastructure that works for me. You know, everybody's energy is different. There's a lot of books out there that are amazing for the right people. Like I think about The Miracle Morning by Hal, I think it's Hal Elrod. That book where it's like, wake up in the morning, 5 a.m., do A, B, C, D, and E, um, and this will kick off your morning in the right way. That's going to look different for everybody. And some people are really going to resonate with his way, right? His book might call it his fractal line because he is in alignment with how he is designed, perhaps, I don't know, he might be, he might not be, um, how he's designed to maybe set up his day and the message he's meant to bring to people. And some people are going to push against it like myself and go, man, I'm a manifester. And if I do all that in the morning, I don't necessarily have the energy by the end of the day to finish my work. Whereas other people, maybe man gens or generators are like, wow, that really works for me. And I feel lit up and I use my entire tank of gas and I can crash into bed having a fulfilled day. So every single one of us is going to grow differently. Some of you are going to hear this, right? And be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that that resonates for me, the what she talks about or the way she talks about it or how she recreates herself. It's just all fit and to understand ourselves better. Sometimes knowing what doesn't resonate is just as powerful as knowing what does resonate. So setting up and creating infrastructures that work for you, for example, me using transcription services and also being able to grow our business through telling stories here on this podcast, sharing stories with you. We're going to actually start to bring in, I, I'm going to start to tell more stories around travel and what I'm learning here. Actually, I've some stuff I had planned for this podcast that I am going to just do another podcast on specifically around travel and learning to listen to your body and what your body is telling you um, over what your mind is telling you. So I think I'm going to end this here. And I just want to wrap this up with a little bow to say, you are really truly designed to do things in your own specific way and to grow your business in your own way. And when we allow ourselves to just explore that, to ask new questions, to go inward, to ask ourselves, why am I doing things the way I want to do them? Does it align with my intuition? Do I think it's going to get me a certain outcome from a mental perspective, whatever it may be? When you do that, you're going to have even more of an impact on the people around you, on the people in your fractal group, like your like-minded, like-hearted people, because you are lighting up and being seen in the way that you're designed to. And we end up having an impact on people that isn't just about what we do. It's about how we're living our lives. And there's an energetic transmission that is given to other people by you being in that space of alignment. So with that being said, I'm going to end the podcast here and just invite you to join us on Sunday for the masterclass. If you have not signed up yet, you'll find the link below in the show notes. You'll find a link in my bio on Instagram at loveyourwoo. And you will also find this on the Love Your Woo website. It'll be loveyourwoo slash work dash with dash Jess. So I'm going to invite you to go and check that out. Check all those things out. Um, and join us because we're really going to start to dive into 
how to align and come into unapologetic alignment to create magnetism in your business. So whether you're a business owner that is a highly successful business and you are wanting to really understand your own growth edge and ways that you can make little shifts and little changes to grow your business or you have a successful business, you feel out of alignment with it. Um, or you're just starting out and you're new and you're wanting this content to be able to um, set yourself up from a place of alignment from the beginning. Or if you're just curious, you just want to know, you love to learn, just come. We're going to have a good time. That's all for today, folks. Remember to subscribe. You can, I super appreciate ratings and reviews, especially since we're new. This is episode number three at this point. So I think I said episode two in the beginning, but this is actually episode number three. So welcome to episode number three. Now that I already said episode number two, but um, anyways, share it with a friend. If you know somebody who might benefit from this, share it. I would greatly appreciate it. And yeah, that's all. Sending you all so much love. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you back here next Wednesday for the next episode of the Love Your Boo podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Your Boo podcast this week. If you enjoyed today's show, go ahead and click subscribe. You can leave a rating and review. We love to read through them and it also helps other listeners who are interested in the same topics as you find our show and our amazing community. As always, you can head over to www.loveyourwoo.com as well as find us on Instagram at loveyourwoo. You can check out upcoming offers, classes, and beyond. We can't wait to see you back here for the next episode of Love Your Woo. Make it a great week and we'll see you soon.